Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome on in to the get right here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. My name is Alec Medford. His name is Reginald Adatula. And we got Larry Flores holding things down for you here tonight. Full show. Till 11 o'clock, we got the Mavericks in action here in just about half an hour. We will get you all the latest in that matchup and recap it once it goes final. Going into the final week of the regular season here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan Cowboys and Commanders underway Sunday at 325. You can hear it right here, so don't go anywhere. That's why you turn it on and leave it on here at The Fan. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey, as well as Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube to get involved in any of the conversations here tonight. The truckwreck.com text line open as well. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. And shout out to the text line where we already got someone texting it from the 204 said they just got their 20-piece wing order. Going to listen to show in the garage. Hey, shout out to you for rocking with us here on a Friday evening. Sounds like a vibe. I hope you have a little space heater because it is kind of kind of chilly out there at night these days. I don't know if I can just hang out in the garage like that anymore. Don't have a don't have a little heater. Some I, some people got that thing real nice. Their their garage. Yeah, some people do. Ours is essentially just outside storage. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's yep. just it, it's two cars and then it's all the Christmas decorations that haven't been boxed up yet, but are out of the house and out of the yard before the HOA starts yelling. Oh, okay. They're like the decorations for the, yeah, as you could tell, my family was never much on doing all these decorations. I was like, decorations, you put the tree in a box, put the ornaments away and you're good. All right. But no, you, you got, y'all had inflatables, I'm guessing and stuff. Yeah. This is a new thing too. This was like a new house thing. Like when we moved in, was it two years ago now? Three years ago? Okay. It wasn't a thing at the old house. Trust me. We, we were just like, yeah, we'll put up a couple lights on the bushes and that's about it. But uh, yeah, my dad decided to go all out with the inflatables now. And guess what? You have to clean it up whenever Christmas time ends. But we got a lot to get to here tonight. And let's start our show off with Cowboys and Commanders. What are you expecting in this matchup? And if you pose that question to me, I'm going to tell you not a whole lot. I'm not expecting much of an entertaining game. Mm. I'm not expecting... Uh, any kind of shenanigans, hopefully, you know, whether that's players, referees, anything, all inclusive. Uh, I don't really expect much from this game other than a Cowboys win. I don't expect like major numbers per se. I don't think Dak is going to pass for 500 yards. I don't think Tony Pollard's going to eclipse 125 rushing yards. I don't, I don't see this being any kind of a great stat padding game. I think this is going to be kind of like Broadus was talking about in crosstalk. You just go in, you get the win. You don't try to get too cute about it, and you figure out who your opponent's going to be in the wild card round. 
think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to expectations, I think they're relatively low. For a lot of people, it's like get the win. Um, this is not a game that provides much intrigue. Like, if if you really wanted to take it that place, even though I don't know that very many people actually believe it, you could try and call it like a trap game of sorts just because yeah. the, this is a game that you absolutely should win 10 times out of 10, right? Like, I think that that's not even being um, outsized. And so with that being the case, um, yeah, get a win, especially I expect and really in some ways hope that the Cowboys do uh, do enough to get this game won fairly early, right? I'm talking about end of the third quarter. Um, you should have, you know, a majority of your value, most valuable pieces out of this game um, if things go the way that they should be. And so with that being the case, yeah, the expectations aren't super high. Now, um, as you mentioned uh, in crosstalk, a lot of a lot of uh, injuries when it comes to the commandos. Because, like, yes, the, as an organization, they are positioned in a place where the incentive is for them to lose this game, right? For them to continue to be in play for second, third overall pick, and possibly try and select another quarterback that they could possibly, hopefully, in the future, see as a franchise quarterback. Uh, with, but with that being the case, like players get on the field and they want to play. And they're trying to win. And so um, you would think that they would try and win, but I I don't even know that they have the horses for this, Medford. I don't think they do. And go to Patrick Walker at Voices of the Star on Twitter. You see Jonathan Allen has been ruled out by the commanders. You see Kendall Four, their quarterback one. Good cornerback, yeah. Has been ruled out and moved to IR. Christian Holmes, another corner. Tariq Castro-Fields, another corner. Moved to IR. Uh, and then lots of dudes that are questionable, too, across the defense specifically, and their starting right tackle, Andrew Wiley, is questionable. So there's a lot of uh, unmotivated guys out there, and, and get, like you said, there's just really no motivation for them to go win this unless Ron Rivera is you know out here trying to be like the Houston Texans of old you know, and say, I'm going to gift you one last win before I get out of here and screw it all up for you. Uh, shout out Lovey Smith for doing the Lord's work for the Texans. Little did he know that was going to be the right thing to do I don't, to help see, them get I, CJ Stroud. I know there's a lot of folks that joked about the Lovey Smith thing that he like walked out with the double bird. Like I don't even think it was all that. And he's just as a man of pride yeah. that's done this for a long time. He gonna go out there and try and win. Your your thoughts on tanking be damned. And they won a football game. I don't even think it was like as deep as we want to make it. Even though like no, the, narr- the narrative is fun for us, right? Yeah, it's just we fun. Can have it. But no, I think Lovey Smith just got out there and tried to win. And similarly, I think Ron Rivera and them are gonna go out there and try and win. I just don't think that they have the horses. Uh, nor I don't think this is just a situation that's well built for them to be able to get a win. Um. Now, with this, one thing I would hope to see, and again, we've kind of moved away from the expectations. The expectations feel very simple in this one. But one thing I would hope to see, and I don't think that this proves anything for the rest of the season uh, or for the rest of uh, the playoffs and the ways in which the Cowboys perform, but just it would make me feel better. And I guess, Texan, 877-881, what are the things that would make you feel better, even if they don't like mean a ton? It made me feel better to see this team be able to run the football a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that's where it all lies in for me is if you could find a little bit of something in the ground game. And I don't want it to just be numbers either. I want to see it with the eye test because I think a lot of it, I'm not going to say all of it because I don't think Tony Pollard has exactly been 100% this year. Um, I want to see it in the run blocking department. Like I want to be able to watch this game and look across the offensive line on a Tony Pollard, you know, let's say a 15 yard rush. 
And I want to see Terrence Steele out there doing work on the edge. I want to see Tyler Smith, uh, or Tyler Biotish rather, not getting uh, backed up and sat on his behind, you know, which we've seen a lot lately from the center. I, you know, I want to see Tyron Smith looking like himself. You know, I, I just want to see some good run blocking up front. I do want to see Tony Pollard get, you know, kind of find his legs again. I'd like to see Rico Dowdle come back off of, you know, missing a week with that ankle yeah. and have some more angry runs. You know, he's not exactly Isaiah Pacheco out there attacking the ground, but he when he runs, <laughs> when he runs, it looks like that middle linebacker owes him money. You know, I want to see some of that. That would be great. That's really the only motivating factor. Maybe you could say something out of the safeties. I haven't exactly liked what I've seen from J. Ron Curse this season. No. You know, if I could see a couple nice coverage plays from him or a couple of big hits, if we can see Stephon Gilmore continue to just be the silent assassin that he has been since Trayvon Diggs has gone down, if Deron Bland can have some nice coverage plays, I'd like to see some of that as well. But for me, I think it does just lie in the run game offensively because that's the one thing that consistently this season has unimpressed me. Yeah, um, and it's funny because I was looking at some – some statistics this week, uh, win rates um, is a stat that ESPN keeps, and run block win rate kind of speaks to the ways in which, you know, you win in run blocking situations. Feel fairly self-explanatory. Um, the Cowboys rank sixth in run block win rate, and it doesn't feel like that tracks with the way that they've blocked necessarily. Not to say that they have been full out bad, but that does that would put in my estimation put a little bit more onus on the running backs uh, themselves, particularly Dowdle, and then obviously more specifically Tony Pollard, and why the run game has been relatively average. But yeah, I'm interested in this, and I think uh, Sean and RJ, or I guess RJ and Bobby this morning on the Sean and RJ show um, talked to Mike McCarthy as they do every Friday, and they asked him, and this gentleman will be, um, let me see, what is this? Uh, cut fourteen, gentlemen. Uh, they asked him, what is your confidence in the run game going into the season finale? Oh, no, we, have, we have confidence in everything we're doing. I think at the end of the day, we're, you know, focusing on the whole picture of the offense. Uh, and, you know, and I get how the, you know, the statistics get picked apart. And, you know, but we, you know, we're still a very productive offense and uh, we haven't run the ball as well really coming off the last game. But, you know, you know part of that too was, you know, some of the schemes that we were uh, running against, you know, we were, put into heavy, you know, one-on-one blocks, particularly in our sub-run game, so that it really didn't give Tony and, you know, the running backs great looks. So, you know, that's it's something that we, we can learn from. But, you know, over the course of, the, you know, you, you build these, you know, the run game protection and the pass game, you know, you're always uh, building momentum, you know, for these playoff games. And, you know, this is, gives us another chance to go win a regular season game and, you know, make sure we're playing good in all three areas. But, yeah, we, we definitely have confidence in running it and throwing it. You have confidence in their run game because, like, even there, even there, it felt like he immediately kind of leaned on to well, you know, the passing as well. Which this team has leaned on its passing, and it's the passing game has been good, um, especially at its heights. But the run game, and I understand, like, they're not going to be in a situation where fix the run game, and now you're going to be able to lean on it. This is going to be a pass, pass primary offense, right? No. But I would like to be able to see the run game be solid enough to be utilized every once in a while as a change of pace. I don't have confidence in it. Not right now. Not until they show me against a better defense that they could absolutely do that. Uh, but it, it is just funny how we went night and day contrast from you know the preseason and the off season. Mike McCarthy saying, you know, I want to run the damn ball. Uh, this, that, and the other. You know, and people made a massive story out of that quote, which I think was a little misconstrued. But you did at least hear it verbally eh. from the front office that you know they still want to run the ball. 
I'm not going to say how much. They still wanted to, and they made it evident at the beginning of the season that they wanted to. Like On the field, they definitely showed, and they definitely tried. But it sort of evolved into this belief that, hey, we, we kind of believe in Dak again, and we realize he's pretty good. So we're going to rely on him. And then it turned into, oh, C.D. Lamb, whenever he gets, you know, six, seven, eight plus catches in a game, usually good things happen. We're going to start to target him more. And you have completely moved away from that to which I think in the regular season is okay. And I think that's a good thing as long as it's winning you games. But one thing that I've noticed, especially in the NFC, now I know this is kind of objective and you could probably measure it in certain stats, but it feels like in the NFC playoff bracket the past few years, there has been pretty good complementary offense and there's been pretty good rushing attacks. Like you saw it with the Eagles last year. They were able to have three different guys that they could trust taking the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you saw it with the Rams that eliminated the Cowboys a few years ago, pulling a dude off the couch named C.J. Anderson, you know, the human bowling ball, and he rushes for 200 on you. You know, it, it seems like running the football is a little bit more important in the postseason. I don't really know how to characterize why that is, but at least it seems like in the NFC, you're going to go against some pretty good run defenses for the most part, and you're going to go against some pretty good rushing offenses as well. So I would like to see them, like you said, I want to be able to rely on it a little bit. You can say, yeah, I'm okay with giving it to TP on this play to get, you know, a second and three converting and get those chains moved. I don't need 150 yards from one back each game. I just want situational football to be called for and be warranted. And I can, I'm not really, you know, I'm not grinding my teeth whenever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I I think. Honestly, I'm not even asking for the run game to be something that's leaned upon. I just understand that having a run, the capability of utilizing the run can also help dictate the way the defense plays you. Because we've seen, especially down the stretch of the season, that there have been instances where defenses have been able to get into sets and various ways of defending you that has made it more difficult on your offense and your passing offense in particular. And we know how much, you know, this team needs to play complementary football, right? It needs to all work together, especially with the offense getting the right game script, getting out early, giving the defense the ability to pin their ears back and go rush the passer. And so I think that being able to utilize the run in certain aspects, not even just like establish it, run the football down their throats, but being able to utilize the run or something similar to the run, like quick pass a game and those types of things, that can... Try and alter the defenses and the looks that you get that can give you more favorable matchups. I think that's going to be important because you get to the playoffs and you are no longer, there's no longer a question of are you playing good or bad teams? There's a selection, you know, there's a way that this thing is selected that we filter out the wheat from the chaff, right? Or the chaff from the wheat or however you want to say that. And you are going to be playing good teams for here from here on out. And so, yeah, you need to be able to, you know, dictate these things in the ways that's best situated. And I, I don't have that level of confidence, uh, whether it's the line, whether it's Tony Pollard, or whether it's the schematics of the way that the run plays are designed. And so I'm I'm hopeful that those things come along, and I guess this game against the Washington Commandos isn't going to fix that. It's not going to tell you everything about that. It would just make me feel a little bit better. And you know what? That's very low on the list of uh, focuses yeah. this week for Mike <laughs> McCarthy and the Cowboys, making Reggie feel better. However, I'd like it. I'd, I'd appreciate it, y'all. Help me out. Please, I would like it. Um, on the truckwreck.com text line, a lot of people talking about the various things that they would like to see 
over the course of this game uh, for the 4-6-9. I want to see Jake Ferguson get hot right before the playoffs. Yeah. That'd be nice. It feels like teams are kind of figuring them out towards the end of the season. It feels like they're protecting that seam really well that him and Dak love to hit. Yes. You know, with the safety over top. You saw in the Lions game where the safety was able to come over and literally just punch the ball out because the cover man got beat. You know, they're starting to figure things out slowly but surely. I'd love to see Fergie get hot. I would as well from the 940. I want to see Bland stop having wide receivers run circles around him. Okay. I don't know that that's felt like as as big as running circles around him, but okay. Um, maybe just seeing him getting back on the interception board. Yeah, that, that will definitely take away some of the sour taste left in our mouth because I think he's been kind of a victim at least recently of the good receiver matchups. Because Amon Ross St. Brown is no slouch. That that man is a very exquisite route runner. And it showed that Bland was just a younger corner in coverage. He was just a second-year guy against Amon Ross St. Brown. And even in the Bills game, you saw some of those things uh, in coverage, even in the looks that he didn't get in the pass game, you know, necessarily just in, in straight coverage. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's as big as that, like you said, but I've definitely noticed it hasn't exactly been there, and the only reason we're calling that out, per se, is because the interception figures haven't been there. Uh, you know, once we get back in that department, I think we will be A-OK. But that's what we're expecting from Cowboys and Commanders. Again, all of that action goes down starting at noon with pregame right here on 105.3 The Fan this coming is it Sunday. Is it 1230? Might be 1230. Might be. Yeah, 12.30. We'll say 12.30 because believe, it is a 3.25 start. I believe Blake and CA have your Specs pregame show, and then obviously you'll have uh, you'll have Cheer Follow and Broadus mm-hmm. in the uh, doing pregame. Started at 12.30, taking you up to kickoff. I believe uh, player profile, CeeDee Lamb. That's going to be a good one. He's one of the better interviews you will hear on the pregame show each year. So excited for all of those festivities. And, of course, Zach Wolchuk and Brian brought us with post-game festivities after the game all the way past 9 o'clock. Julie Donaldson will be on the broadcast. One of our favorite guests, guest. by the way. She is fantastic. So, yeah, no, the Cowboys pre-game show, post-game show right here on your home of the Cowboys, always good, going to be good this week as well. Coming up next here on the Get Right with Alec Medford and Reginald Adatula, we've got some midterm off-season MLB grades. What grade would you give the Texas Rangers, 877-881-1053. Let us know on the truckwreck.com text line. We'll do that next on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Back here on the Get Right, Alec Medford and Reginald Atatula with you. Coming up on the other side, we take a trip around the NFL. About to get into some MLB midterm offseason grades here in just a second. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. That is where you can tell us what letter grade you would give the Rangers offseason thus far. Intrigued to see H. what people think. H? Wow. I, it was just a letter. I don't know. I was going to go even lower. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lower not, as in like closer to the start to A or lower as in closer to Z? Closer to Z. Okay. Because I was like, Z. I don't know what is lower or higher when it comes to like alphabets. You know what I mean? I don't know that those are necessarily characterized in that's, a certain way. That's a great point. You're welcome. While you think about that, uh, going back a little bit, we were talking about some of the things that we would like to see in the Commandos game uh, to finish the season. You're welcome. I try to do that consistently right here on the Get Right. But um, <clears throat> somebody sent this in. Victor from Corinth um, said he knows he's in the minority, but he'll feel good if it happens. It being Brandon Aubrey finally missing a field goal but makes his next few. And don't want his potential first miss to be in the playoffs. How do you feel about that? Because that's, that's a very interesting perspective to take on it. Like I, I, That very much seems like it comes from the baseline thought of, you got to miss at some point, and so might as well get it out of the way, which is something I don't really subscribe to. It feels like something that we typically say to make ourselves feel good after a miss or something yeah. bad happens, where it's like, you know, it's bound to happen, and yeah, so you keep too. moving. Right, exactly. Um, I personally would prefer for him to keep making them. I think that objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Oh, the laws of inertia here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I did pay attention freshman year of college. Let's go. Um, no, I, I honestly, I do think football is a game of trends. And I feel like if Aubrey is just confident that he can show up to work, do his job, and go home to his family after, then why disturb that, that equilibrium, you know? Why disturb that peace? I'm okay with it. Keep making them. I don't think the, I don't think the pressure will get to him. I think it's going to be, hey, it's just another day of work. Well, I mean, there is something um, that <clears throat> that was nasty. Uh, there is something to be said for like a, a dude who is rookie who has not done very much kicking in this league, in particular, in the more high stakes situations of the playoffs. Now having to step up and take kicks, I, like having being able to deal with you know misses and how to come back from that. I hear that thought process. For me, though, it, he seems so much to be just like a mechanics kicker. Like, it's one of the things that seems, I, I imagine, would go into just all of his kicks seemingly splitting the uprights perfectly down the middle. It's just the mechanics are such that keep it repeatable, do it over and over again. And so for me, I'm like, hey, man, keep doing that. And if you miss, at least you know, hey, man, the mechanics of this are tried and true for the most part. And I think that would t- that would keep the, uh, I guess, the mental aspect that could snowball and go in a bad way away. So I, without having to have like the let's hit, let's get the miss and then make sure that he makes some more on the back end. But I hear the thought process, uh, Victor. I think that that's an interesting thought. I don't hate it. I really don't. I'd just rather him keep making them for my my sanity because I, I've dealt with enough kicker issues here the past few years. So 
I would rather not. But let's get into this Rangers conversation as we are your home of the Rangers 105 through the fan. And just a reminder that on Tuesday, the 9th, you can come to our studios, Ooh, our showroom. Boy. From 6 to 8 p.m., the Rangers Hot Stove Show, the first one of the uh, new year here. It's crazy that on we're already the there. Yes, we're already there. Pitchers and catchers reporting in just a few weeks. So we will have our first live hot stove show here at our showroom on the first floor, 4131 North Central Expressway. And why am I telling you to come out? One, because it's free. Two, the World Series trophy will be here, and you can take pictures with it. And three, you get to, you get to meet the Joshes. Josh Spores and Josh Smith it's Josh will Smith. be here. Josh H. Smith. Got to say the H. Yes. Um, yes. I honestly, yesterday I was talking about this. I was like, I think Spores is going to be there, but I can't remember who else. My apologies to Josh H. Smith. One of my favorite players who I always will call Josh H. Smith every time. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a bit for a while, and I will respect it. Thank I you. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I have failed you. But uh, that's the Hot Stove Show next Tuesday right here on 4131 North Central Expressway in Dallas. First for our showroom. It is free. You just got to show up. You don't got to sign up. Just show up. And can't wait to see you there. But speaking of those Rangers, I was doing some reading on The Athletic, as one would do, and Jim Bowden put out his midterm MLB offseason grades for all 30 teams. And I was really intrigued to scroll down and find the Texas Rangers because... Oh, you had to scroll down? Yeah, because it's in... Oh, it's alphabetical order. Yes, it's in order. So I expected more honestly i i just thought coming off the world series and seeing how aggressive oh, from the rangers i thought you meant from like the grade i was like why would you expect more no i expected less than the grade i thought the grade was actually a little bit generous Ooh. uh but i expected more movement obviously the tv uncertainty you know with all that money plays into it but i expected at least one trade i was expecting a big trade before a big signing and that could obviously still happen mm-hmm. but i expected something by now I expect maybe not a household name, but a name that you've said, ah, veteran guy. I've seen that name before. Wow, and I've Kirby seen Yates produce. slander. That's incredible. I'm sorry, Kirby. Uh, I, I can't lie. I'm kind of excited for the upside of Tyler Malley, the, yes. uh, the starter that they signed. Huge. It, and one of the tough things about that, though, is the injury, and so you're waiting for him to get healthy. But no, Tyler Malley is a very good pitcher. Was with the Reds last year, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that move a ton when I saw it. I was like, okay, cool. That is another guy that you could depend on. I think one of the tough things about it, when you talk about expecting moves from these Rangers, the moves were, we expected were supposed to be in the bullpen, right? Like, Absolutely. And I, because obviously, one of the things that we talked about a lot during the course of the season is that over, you know, over the offseason, it's a lot easier to build a bullpen. And so you're like, okay, let's see that come together because during a season, it's a little tough. And they, they made some moves aggressively, Chris Young did. And they were able to kind of cobble some stuff together with the likes of Will Smith, obviously, who was here the whole season. But Araldis Chapman comes in. Uh, you also bring in uh, Chris Stratton, right? You you do some things to help your pen kind of make, you know, get through. But you're like, all right, off season now is when you can actually build a pen that's probably a little bit more sustainable, a little bit uh, less susceptible to the things that you saw this off season. And all you have thus far is Kirby Yates in that regard and I think that's been disappointing as well but yeah you're right the 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 money of this has made it tough because there there were consistent checks that you expect when it comes to TV revenue that are now not you know guaranteed and I I think also we got we came to expect the uh the aggressive spending that this team made the previous two off seasons yeah. and so this stands in stark contrast to that we are a little bit spoiled in terms of the free agent spending market and 
you know, I, I think that's to be expected when, you know, you add the half a billion dollar infield and you add guys like Jacob deGrom literally out of thin air. You know, like that news shocked me more than probably any of the other big signings they had made the past few years was that DeGrom happened and it was so quiet and it was it was so out of nowhere. I so, think also there was there wasn't belief that like the Rangers were capable of pulling that kind of player. Exactly. Yeah. And and now there has to be there has to be some level of respect to the point where I'm not giving up on the offseason. I could totally see one of those veteran, you know, like a, a veteran D.H., that everybody kind of knows the name and respects enough to say, you know, like a J.D. Martinez to say, hey, you know, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll take a two-year flyer on that. You know, uh, there there's a few options out there that I think are still available that could make it. I, I could still see Jordan Montgomery coming back. I really could. I feel like this is going to yeah. be a drawn-out situation because it's Scott Boris that we're dealing with here, the agent. He, he moves at his own pace, which is very different than a lot of the other agents in baseball, they want to get the highest money deal as quick as possible. They realize that with no salary cap set in place, uh, Scott Boris and his his group, they know that they can just sit there and command the highest dollar and they can wait till the very end and get exactly that. Uh, but I, I think Jordan Montgomery is still in play. I think maybe even a Josh Hader is still in play. I've heard Bassick on KNC all week saying, you know, the Josh Hader figure might be a little bit smaller in terms of total money than we first expected. Uh, I could totally see something like that happening in terms of bullpen help. But, you know, uh, like from the 817, Justin Turner, you know, you could see something like that. that. That's another name that I could absolutely see just being totally quiet on that front, and then we wake up one morning and he's a Ranger. You know, there, there's definitely appeal now, and that's why I'm going to give it full patience. But as of right now, at this, you know, mid-winter point in terms of Major League Baseball, you know, if I were to give it a letter grade personally, I'd say probably D. I, I I'm not mm. I'm not really pleased. Like I said, the Tyler O'Malley thing certainly intrigues me, but I don't think there's enough there to excite me. Yeah, I I understand. I was also going to give it a lower letter grade. I was thinking a C without getting into pluses and minuses, honestly. Um, in part because you still have a a lineup that is very good. Um, so you still feel good about that. Now there is a situation that you need to address when it comes to catcher, because you do Absolutely. you obviously have your starting catcher, but your backup you don't really have somebody who's going to take some of those um, some of those nights uh, from your starter. And so Hedges goes and signs elsewhere. Obviously, you knew that Mitch Garver was going to go and get his payday, and he goes within the division. And so you you need somebody who's going to be able to catch a little bit. And also, catcher matters because calling those games is important. Yeah. Right? Calling those games is super important. And so being able to get somebody that can give some relief would be super important. You haven't addressed that. Um, your bullpen, as we mentioned, hasn't been addressed. And it's a weird situation because you have a lot of really good starters, but you're not going to have them available. So many of them are on a similar timetable of not being able to start the season. And so I think that's a weird thing that you have to find a way to address in some way. I don't know if that's going to be um, with a trade or with you know some level of relatively small free agency move, but I think that also still needs to be addressed because there's games at the start of the season, y'all, and you're going to need to have pitchers for those as well. Even though you know you like some of the guys that were kind of um, in the middle between bullpen and starting uh, rotation um, that also played pitched well for you, and so I, I think that those are all things that you need to address. But see, I feel like it's a C because you still have. 
a team that once you get to down the stretch of the season, I imagine that's still one that contends night in, night out with damn near any team in the league, and I think that still matters. Um, people are pointing to from the 940 on the truckwreck.com text line, Sam Huff. Sam Huff hasn't been nearly as good as you wanted to. He wasn't, he wasn't incredible behind the plate as a catcher, and then on top of that, you thought about him as maybe like an offensive catcher. The, the bat has not been nearly as good of late, and so he his prospects at the uh, at the major leagues are a little bit less um, solidified. I imagine you go into into uh, spring training and you see what you have in him, but I'm not sold that he is. I'm not sold that he's going to be the one that happens. From the two and four, they said Chris Young deserves better from us too. I mean, look, I'm not saying that he can't get it done, but as of right now, I can only go off of what is seen, and there's some things that still need to be addressed. I believe in him to address them, and we're waiting with bated breath at this point. Yeah, and I, you know, that's why I say I haven't given up on the offseason yet because I know how aggressive he can be, and you know the the deals that he has made have, you know, nothing but impressed me. And I'm glad you mentioned the text from the nine four zero about Sam Huff because I was thinking about that. And if you think about why he hasn't been playing, it's because they made the Mitch Garver trade. Why did they make the Mitch Garver trade? because Sam Huff was not where they hoped he would be at the point of the trade. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he did kind of get thrown into the fire a little bit too early there in the COVID season. Um, you know, he didn't have a real season. It was just that alternate training site that he was getting his reps in. Right. I think he needed real game experience, and maybe he would be at a better point had, you know, all of that not happened. That's a tough ask. But I, I think he's just a benefactor of, you know, they kind of rushed him there. And he's going to need more time. So they're going to have to add a veteran catcher in some form. Maybe it's even like a couple years ago when they had to go out and get a Tim Fedorovich. You know, just a guy. Wow, that, I forgot know, about Fedorovich. Yeah, FedEx. You know, like, oh my God. They, they might have to go get another one of those guys that they can just say, hey, Jonah needs a day. You know, go out there and call a good game. We're not expecting you to get on base at all. Just go get a go call a good game with whoever's on the mound. Uh, but that's our little bit of off-season grading of the Texas Rangers about midway through the MLB's winter free agency cycle. And, the, the and this, this is fair from the 314. 29 other teams haven't signed a bunch of dudes uh, that are just sitting there. Uh, I, I wouldn't say 29 other teams. There's some other teams that have been relatively active. Hello, LA. Dodgers. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's the extreme example. But we've seen we've seen the Braves do things. We've seen the Mets start getting active a little bit. I, th- I think just in particular, and look, Again, we're still relatively early in the process. I think Shohei obviously slowed some things down, uh, Yamamoto, Yamamoto in some ways. We're waiting on the uptick, and I think also just generally in the offseason, you're always uh, the person who's like, do something until something is done. And so as of right now, we are in do something mode. <laughs> really interesting. The Kansas City Royals, they've signed six free agents and made six trades so far. Doesn't feel like it, but yeah, they, and they've the- done a lot. The roster, the roster looks interesting. I won't say it looks good because ultimately these are the types of things that you have to see on the field, but I'm interested to see what happens. It looks fun. And coming up next here on the Get Right on 105.3, the fan, let's take a trip around the NFL. The Colts get an offensive boost before their big game against the Texans. More injury updates and the latest on the Panthers coaching search. We'll do that next on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. About to take a trip around the NFL here in just a moment, Alec Medford and Reginald Adatua with you until 11 o'clock tonight. Heading into your Cowboys weekend, a big weekend in the NFL full of playoff implications. So let's go ahead and take your trip around the NFL as uh, some injury notes and whatnot to go over from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Uh, we do start with the Colts running back, Zach Moss. He has a forearm injury. He is listed as questionable for tomorrow's game versus the Texans, but he is expected to play, according to sources. Uh, it'll be the first time India's had him and Jonathan Taylor both together and active since November 26th when they combined for over 160 total yards. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good for uh, the Colts to have him back. Honestly, I think it just speaks to so uh, very much how Shane Steichen has done a great job uh, making all of this go with seemingly, with just like kind of pieces and parts in various different places. Um, because I've, I've kind of, I've really talked bad about Gardner Minshew and like I probably have talked a little bit worse than I need to. However, like he's not the reason that they're winning, right? A lot of times we default to the quarterback and Gardner Minshew isn't and obviously uh, Jonathan Taylor has been solid when he's played, but he hasn't played consistently this year. Like a lot of this is just speaking to simply how good of an offensive play caller Shane Steichen is with a lot of the RPOs and the things that they are, they're doing out there and the ways in which he puts them in the best position to succeed, like a whole bunch of different parts. Um, I mean, he has wide receivers that are only like deep threats that have not really showed up. And when you need them to all of a sudden, boom, here's a big play out of uh, Alex Pierce, I believe. Right. It's just been, it's been really interesting to see. And obviously another reason why, that uh, AFC South matchup in Week 18 between the Colts and the Texans is going to be a fascinating one to watch. It is going to be a fascinating one. That's going to be the nightcap for tomorrow's slate of NFL games. You do have the Steelers and Ravens. I'm sure not many people really interested in that one in the afternoon, but it's essentially a playoff game tomorrow night between the Texans and the Colts win and get in, and it's kind of exciting to see uh, that division actually become something interesting. 
you know, there hasn't exactly been a lot of excitement coming out of the AFC South. And I, I'm very happy that the Texans are relevant. Once again, I'm very happy for Shane Steichen because Shane Steichen has done really good things out there and it's not anything new. Uh, You talk about with the Philadelphia Eagles last year, I kept wondering this past offseason, what's that offense in Philly going to look like without Shane Steichen? Because I felt like he kind of figured out Jalen Hurts and kind of figured out how to work around him in some instances and how to expand on the things that he does do well. Now you're not seeing as great uh, offense from Philly and you're seeing, like you said, Gardner Minshew getting things done for the Colts. So really cool to see uh, that team thriving even without their rookie first round quarterback. Uh, elsewhere around the NFL, it is official that Dalvin Cook has been added to the Ravens practice squad, made official today. He will not go tomorrow. Obviously, he's going to get acclimated to the system and everything. He's got the bye week to pick things up because they locked up the one seed in the AFC. Uh, he's going to get up to speed with the offense with uh, Lamar Jackson and company, and you could expect to see him in their first playoff game. So, Dalvin Cook officially a raven do you think he really even plays much of a factor no i do not i don't either it's going to be gus bus it's going to be justice hill major as major portions um best case scenario for that gentleman he gets to ride ride uh the coattails of the rest of that team to a super bowl maybe yeah and which i mean good for him absolutely and he might get a chance to you know obviously get in and play a little bit i imagine I still I said this last night and I said I was going to do it I wasn't and I did not do that I need to check what the uh, practice squad um, call up rules are when we yeah. get to the postseason because I, I imagine that that's going to be a portion that matters and I I guess he would it would have to continue in the postseason otherwise this move wouldn't make sense yeah but yeah uh, yeah and I think it's smart in all honesty because the Ravens haven't exactly had good luck on the uh, health and injury front. With their running back room the past few years, you've seen Gus Edwards go down. You've seen Justice Hill miss time. Obviously, the whole reason this is even a conversation is because J.K. Dobbins went down again in week one with the Achilles. There's, uh, it, It's really just a great safety play there to say, hey, if something were to happen, you know, we got a guy that's had a lot of carries in the NFL that could probably get the job done You know, as a second back. Uh, so I think it's nothing more than that. But, hey, it's officially official if we want to continue talking about running backs Packers coach Matt LaFleur rules running back AJ Dillon out because of a stinger for their matchup this week and wide receiver Christian Watson has a hamstring he is questionable uh, but he did not practice today so kind of weird that he didn't practice but he's still considered questionable as the Packers also have a unique situation in front of them trying to make the playoffs a possible matchup against the Cowboys uh, or the Green Bay Packers. So a couple of big injuries there for the Packers as they head into their matchup hosting the Chicago Bears. Packers at 8-8 and looking to get in, and if they do, it'll probably be against this team here in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, they need that win. And, I mean, Christian Watson hasn't been as big a deal this year. Uh, You said A.J. Dillon, correct? Yes. He has right like that. Mm-hmm. That he matters in that tandem running backs, and so ooh, that's that is interesting. Uh, kind of spicy, kind of juicy. Elsewhere, injury updates. Titans coach Mike Vrabel, according to Ian Rappaport, announces Ryan Tannehill will start on Sunday, ending a promising rookie season for Will Levis. He is dealing with a right foot injury. 
Um, and Levis, you know, it hasn't been pretty out there offensively just as a whole, but he hadn't really been screwing it up either. No. That team is not built to be pretty, though. That's one of the problems exactly. with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, one of the reasons why you feel like things are going to need to shake up, and I, one of the reasons why I wonder if this is going to be those two dudes holding on hand-in-hand, hand, Vrabel and Tannehill, into the end of this uh, this situation with those two guys. And I imagine, all right, so hear me out on this, and uh, let me know if you think I'm wilding, right? Do you feel like uh, the Titans brass has been playing nice on the idea of still wanting and enjoying Vrabel's uh, services? To maybe see if the Patriots get rid of Bill Belichick, if they'll trade for Vrabel as opposed to just getting him off the heap. Ooh, I I love how chaotic that is. Uh, yeah, because I mean, former Patriot, he he's big on the Patriot way. And Mike Vrabel, you go from you know one of the best to ever do it, the best to ever do it for my money in Bill Belichick, and you essentially get the same kind of character guy in Vrabel, but a lot younger and probably has some fresher connections and some guys that you could probably trust to coordinate your offense a little bit more. And then if you're the Patriots, you can go hire a GM, a real GM. That makes a lot of sense. I, I don't think you're too crazy for saying that if we're being totally honest. Never am. I never am. Never are. Never lost. Never uh, lost. Can I, can I play you a little bit of audio here? Please. It, it does not have any real uh, ramifications within this very important week 18 that we've got going on here in the NFL However, it does have to do with the uh, New York Giants and Brian Dable, a noted noted uh, bald man and supposed quarterback fixer. Uh, he got supposed. into a little a little tit for tat within with a reporter. This is a fun exchange. This will be uh, cut number twenty. Um, this is Brian Dable talking about hair. It's cut number twenty here, David. Sorry, I'm looking at can, can, can you start that from the top, if you don't mind, just so we don't miss the miss any of that? Oh, David holding down some gators real quick. David, can you run that back from the top, please? Uh oh. All right. Well, we'll wait. We'll wait for David to be able to get that. Uh, but yeah, Dable. Dable had a little funny thing happen. We'll see if we can get here that a little bit. Saw later. it on TikTok earlier. It was hilarious. God, that never makes me feel good when people like saw it on TikTok. Why? I don't know. You just got a vendetta against TikTok? Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's fair. Like, I, I don't hate you for it. I'm, I'm just asking because I know a lot of people that do. Especially, you know, like working up here, working with people that are, you know, older for the most part you? older than me. You should, you should look, you should turn, flip your, flip your phone around and take a look at it. It is a while. But yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been about, I don't know, 30 years, so. Yeah. I forgot the question. Well, we got dropped in the middle there. Yeah, so basically Brian Dable was uh, being asked a question and he was just lost. You know, and it's like, what is he Sunday like? If they hit certain thresholds. Are you aware of those? Go Sorry, ahead. I'm looking at your hair. A hair? Yeah. <laughs> Jealous? Dougie's <laughs> I am. But you should you should look you should turn flip your flip your phone around and take a look at it. It is a little wild. But yes, I am. That's such a wild response. Thirty years. Appreciate you, appreciate you, fellas. Uh, that's such a wild response by the uh, by the reporter. That's how you know that that, per, that reporter's been there for a little while. Feels comfortable. Yeah. Um, to, to immediately <laughs> report back with you jealous. Right, not <laughs> right. Like that, 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 we we are not going for amicable re, amicable resolution. I'm immediately going and poking at the fact that you ain't got no hair. I'm here to incite chaos. Oh, hey, I I am here to have fun. This team has nothing to lose, and this team has nothing to win for. 
So, yeah, I, I love it. Honestly, I do. It, it reminds me of how comfortable the media and Mike McCarthy has gotten with each other. You know, I love how they can poke fun at each other. Yeah, Cl- he, he likes po- poking fun at Clarence. Oh, yeah, he loves to poke fun at him. Uh, yeah, and then elsewhere, you know, there's uh, other coaches here in DFW that do not like the media. Oh. Like uh, Jason Kidd. Hmm. Shout out Tim McMahon. Oh. Uh, that's your trip around the NFL here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. And coming up next here... On 105.3 The Fan, we have the college football playoff championship game just days away. Monday. Who you got? We'll talk about it next on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.